Hey everyone, this is Jen Kesnick, and you are listening to You Be You and I'll Be Me. And today I have Essa Keller. Hello, Essa. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So funny, I did my podcast with Carol Galanti, and she said, you know, that she mentioned you, and I just had thought the day before, I really want to try Kundalini because I'm a vinyasa teacher, you know, but I've never taken Kundalini before. And I didn't know even where to go. And next day, she was like, oh, I have somebody for you. And we got in touch later on that day, came to your meditation. That's right. It was all in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. That was really cool. Then came to your class on Friday. That was awesome. And um, just was so happy that you would agree to come on the podcast and talk about it because it's really an interesting thing. I don't think it's as broadly known about, um, you know, everyone knows yoga, but everyone doesn't know like kundalini specifically so how'd you get involved well i took my first kundalini class in i want to say 2007 or 8 and it was in charleston south carolina and i had like i had just had an experience there that was so different from anything i had ever experienced i was in my yoga my hatha yoga teacher training at the time and um, it wasn't really, it wasn't until I moved to France that I did my teacher training. So I did my teacher training in Paris. How cool um, is that? Yeah, it was really, it was How long amazing. did you live in France for? I was there for about three and a half years. Amazing. And, yeah, my daughter was born there. Very cool. Yeah. Dual citizen. Well. Not really? Not really, yeah. That's not how it works? Stay a little longer. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I, I took my teacher training over there and, um, you know, I was I was doing my practice pretty regularly and then, you know, when you have a baby, things yeah. kind of like get a little haywire. So two years ago, I got this a very strong pull back to the kundalini and um, I just kind of woke up one day and that was it. Uh, the past two years I've been doing a daily practice, um, what's called a sadhana at 4 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Um, yeah, like just snap and... Um, and that was part of your life. Go. Yeah, and then, and the, yeah, it called me back. Yeah. And it's... Timing life. is everything. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So what is a sadhana? So a sadhana is a morning practice and it's done between 4 and 6 a.m. Uh, when the sun is at a specific angle to the earth. And what happens at that time, it's actually um, during what we call lung time in Chinese medicine, um, a time where there's a lot of prana, a lot of energy to be uh, taken into the body and it's a very healthy and clearing time. So we clear the subconscious mind between 4 and 6 a.m., kind of catch the mind before it goes off into, you know, mind stuff. And um, and we sort of align ourselves for the day, and it's it's like a leg up on your day. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Four a.m. Yeah. That's a big leg up. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Now, when I was taking your class, I met your student Mike Michael. Yes. And he said something that was interesting to me. Um, he said that Kundalini is like unlocking technology. Like, what does that mean? Well, it's. I think of it as a science of pattern, right? Um, Kundalini is called the the yoga of awareness, also called the yoga of angles and triangles. And what we do in this practice is we use conscious breath, 
we use movement um, of the hands, mudra. We use eye focus and particular postures to manipulate the flow of energy through the body. Mm-hmm. My way of thinking about it is self-acupuncture without needles. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, I feel like what you do with the kundalini... Um, the, the kriyas, which are sequences that Master Yogi Bhajan brought to us, there are thousands and thousands of kriyas. Um, so, like, I'll just, like, diverge for a second. Um, a kriya, right, like um, Bikram, Bikram, mm-hmm. Bikram yoga se- sequence, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's one kriya. Oh. Um, with your own, um, with your own body. Right, um, accessing your own. I just lost my train. Of I know. I'm sorry. About oh no, that. that's okay. That's I'm okay. I'm recording this on my phone as well as on my computer, and I just got a call, so it stopped the recording oh, for a second. Oh, okay. So I apologize for that. No, that's I actually. I should have put it in do not disturb, but not thinking clearly. No, that's okay. <laughs> I know it's well. It's New Moon Day, so low energy's a little low. I don't know if anyone else is feeling it, but I, I'm feeling this one hard. Well, I thought it was very, very interesting because we've tried to do this before, yeah. and I had technical difficulties, and you said it was something, I forget what... Oh, it was the solstice. Solstice. It was day. the solstice. So, like, something was going on in the atmosphere. Like, I was getting this feedback on the microphone that I'd never gotten before, and I was like, I do not know why this is happening. Yeah. But it's like, for whatever reason... Today's not the day to do this. Yeah. So it's just very interesting how it, when you have a regular practice in really anything, if it's meditation, if it's yoga, specifically kundalini or otherwise, I think when you have a daily practice, it really allows you to, you know, for lack of a better term, go with the flow. Yeah. I mean, the daily practice is, that's everything. It is. It changes everything for you. Right. It really does. It gives you a sense of stability. What's really cool about it, and and this practice for me in particular, um, has given me just this sense of embodied self-trust that I never had before. Yeah. You know, like, I trust myself that every morning, no matter what, whether, like, my daughter is, like, yelling or, you know, there's a flood in my house, which actually happened. Yeah. I'm like, mm, sadna first. <laughs> but first, sadna. But first, sadna. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's That's funny. awesome. <laughs> Uh, the flood will be there after I'm fin- finished with this. Exactly. Yeah. That's what am exactly I going to do? It. What am I going to do now? Yeah. I'm going to just get into myself and like handle my day with grace. Um, Very good. Or not because I've done my meditation. <laughs> yeah. Right. I still threw a temper fit, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But at least like I always say, like I'm still going to freak out sometimes, but at least I can get back to this place quicker than if I didn't have a daily right. practice. That's the thing. It's like, how fast can you change directions? How agile are you? And that's right. what it does. It just makes you more flexible, um, energetically flexible and energetically strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, and most people walk around not really listening to their bodies, even though your body will never lie to you. And it tells you everything you yes. need to know, everything you need to know. I mean, anytime, even if I'm teaching a yoga class, I say uncomfortable is okay. Sharpshooting pain isn't. Right. And you know what to do and what not to do. You know every single time someone who's an adult, you know, hurts themselves, they usually say, I knew that I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then listen to yourself telling yourself not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know your body is so wise, and I think that's... 
that's one of the greatest gifts of the regular practice is just being able to trust your own sensation and then using the body using sensation as a tool to guide you and help navigate you through you know the multitudes of choices that you have every single day right and you in kundalini there's a lot of mantras lots of mantras so what is the opening mantra the opening mantra is um, what you heard when we began. It's Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo. Now, Ong is the active form of Om, so activating um, our connection. And then Namo it translates to name. Guru Dev is dearest sacred guru, Namo name. So, the way all of these mantras are, are poetry. So, you can, I mean, you can plug the words in word for word, literal translation. But um, the magic of them is when you repeat them over and over again, you know what they mean. You feel what they mean. Yeah. And for me, that mantra um, connects me with the dearest, the sacred guru within, the sacred guru who is my name, right. who has my name, um, my highest self. And so we, Amazing. Yeah, we use that to invoke our practice. And, and even in the Bible, it says, speak thy name, like say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So there is something really powerful about being in a room with several other people all chanting the same thing. You really, it's moving. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. And to, to, to get connected with your own sound current is one of the, the most important things that you can do because it's sound is pure vibration. So when you start to cultivate your own sound current and love the sound of your own voice and feel the sound of your own voice in your body, it's incredibly healing. Yeah, and yeah. it really does raise the vibration. I mean, you can put your hand on your chest and, and say om and feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and you're literally raising the vibration of your own body. Yes. And, you know, I know... People typically, you know, not everyone, but typically people don't think of vibration, but everything has energy and vibrations in it. And you talk about um, energy being like meridians, right? Mm-hmm. And um, is Kundalini anything to do with Agnihotra? I'm not familiar with Agnihotra. Oh, okay. So that's something else. Um, another podcast. But uh, I'll listen. <laughs> yeah, great. But. You know, I'm also a Reiki master. Oh, wow. And that also deals with meridians of energy and and just getting things, you know, know, the hubs of energy that are different points at our body to move as they should because of life. They get, you know, kinked, blocked, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Kundalini does this also. It does very, very much so. We use the physical body as a conduit to more subtle energetic bodies. So instead of, I mean... To compare it to other types of yoga, like Iyengar, for example, <clears throat> sort of the opposite concept in that in Iyengar, you're aligning, you're, you're perfecting posture, like you're aligning the body perfectly right. in order to um, change the way that energy flows. And that's one way to do it. There, I mean, it's, you choose which way works for you and What resonates best. with you. Right. right. There's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. With Kundalini, the, the sort of the idea behind it or the mechanism behind it is that you, you work with the internal structure through what you have going on in the external structure. And by way of changing what's in the inside, you actually change what's on the outside. Okay. So it works from inside out. And what you're doing is in, in, the, um, in my training, uh, 
the French word was redeployé. It's like re-employ. Like, I don't think it's a real, I'm not sure if it's a real word, but he, um, the teacher would say redeployé, which means recirculate your own energy. Makes sense. Um, you're not taking it in from anywhere. You're just working with what you already have, moving it in a different way, and, and thus um, changing the structure, the physical structure of your um, your your body yeah essentially and that's the same the way Reiki works you know I always say to people like I'm not taking anything from you and I'm not putting anything in right we're just making what you already have flow as it should yes and it's instinctual you know I tell people you know you can feel energy you just don't know you're feeling energy you know like when you have something difficult to say you get a lump in your throat like that's real yes and when you hear bad news, you put your hand on your head or over your heart. And when you're nervous, you feel butterflies, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone has that energy within them. They just don't recognize it as energy. As energy. And that it needs to be regulated and you need to raise your vibration to have it, you know, be running smoothly. And that's why you do the gong and the singing bowls yes. and the, the sound, sound bath. It's amazing. Yeah. This, it's... With the, with the Kundalini, what I really find empowering about it is that these practices can be done by anyone. You don't have to be in like great physical shape. I mean, it helps, but and you'll get there. Right. But they're very simple, and and it's re- it's an empowering tool for self healing because everyone is capable of self healing. And I think um, if I just like you know criticize something about the the wellness um, industry is, I mean, we're marketed all the time, take this external product, do this, do that. Well, because people still trying to make a buck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, I, you know, I get it. And, I, and some, some things are, are wonderful like that. But really, the, the tools, all, the, all that you need are to cultivate your own tools for self-healing. Right. You can do everything internally. Um, and but you still need... A guide. Of course. You need you do need a guide. Yeah. And you need a community and that's that's really important. Because, because even though I've been practicing for a long time, like that concept that everything is within myself didn't really hit me until like years into my practice. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I have this capability. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. It unlocks and, and yes, you do need a guide and you need other people to um to help support you and hold space for you for yes. your, your own healing. And what's um, what's interesting too with this practice is um, in the meditation class you took, I don't think I said this in the class, but with other types of meditation, um, we, we kind of try to, they were, in this type of meditation, we don't work with manipulating thoughts at all. Right. Unless there's a specific you know, direction that we're taking. Um, what we do is we layer on a pattern to what's already happening and we just let the mind and the thoughts filter through that pattern. So what we're left with at the end of the meditation is, um, it's like a, like a sifter, like a sieve. So you have, um, you know, what's sort of energetically, um, still hanging around. Well, it drops off. Oh, okay. That's the good. thing. And, and what's pure kind of stays. Yes, for sure. I mean, I had never chanted during meditation before. Like, you know, light the candle, sit up straight, you know, focus your, or 
unfocus your gaze yeah and breathe and whatever comes in you know comes in and goes out and whatever but to have a specific chant um really does it's a whole different concept and it was really interesting to me you know especially when we were doing the hood oh yeah so um just tell them what that is oh so um it's a meditation it's a really simple meditation prosperity meditation so you can do it you just um you hold your hands your palms face up and you connect the pinky edges of the hands so you kind of like bring them together in um like a little yeah, like you tap them together. Tap them together. And then you reverse the direction of the hands, palms face down, and you connect and tap the index finger sides together. Right thumb crosses underneath the left thumb. Eyes come to the nose, and it's a chant. The chant is HUD. It's pronounced HUD. It's it's written H-A-R, HAR, but it's HUD. And, um, and what you do with that is you just repeat that meditation every time you hit your pinkies together and then Mm -hmm. flip your hands over and hit your index so it's hud 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 and what is hud hud is a it's a command of um it's a command it's a command (laughs) (laughs) um of the material realm so when we're chanting hud and we're moving the hands in a certain pattern right we're working with if you look at the body and we look at the physical body and we think about the Chinese uh, meridian system, I like to decode Kundalini like this because I'm always interested in the mechanism behind why something works. Tell me something works, I wanna know why. Okay, cool. Um, So we're hitting fire channel at pinky edge and we're hitting metal channel, um, index finger edge. So fire and metal, right? Fire is creativity, metal, material. So we're, we're balancing our creativity with our capacity to, um, to manipulate material resources. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, metaphorical, but it's very physical. Yes. So when we're saying HUD and we're doing this specific uh, hand mudra, we're working with our, our own elemental balance and connecting with the elements around us. Very cool. Yeah. And probably so many mantras have to do with different elements and connecting you to different things at different times. Yeah. Um, I want to know more about that. Yeah. So I also noticed that you don't say namaste at the end. No, we say satnam. Satnam. Mm-hmm. And that's I am truth? Yes. Yes. Um, very cool. And why is it that everyone in Kundalini world wears all white? White is a very clean and high vibrational color. You don't have to wear white. Honestly, like you can do whatever you want. Yeah, sure. Um, but I like to wear white because it makes me feel, it uplifts me. It makes yeah. me feel uplifted and yeah. happy. And, um, and that's, that's the reason. It's like nothing can stick to white. Right. So whatever comes in is bouncing off of the white. And that's important when you're a person who can pick up on other people's energy. And, Very important. You know, I mean, I say to people all the time, like, you can read energy. You know when when you were a kid and you walked into the room, even if your mom had her back to you standing at the kitchen sink, you'd know if you were in trouble or not. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. Can and feel so it. when you are leading class of strangers, you know, you don't always know what you're getting. And it's it's good to protect yourself against, you know, anything that could come in yeah. off the street. Yeah. 
And um, it's to keep your radiant body um, strong. Yeah, and it works. It works. And that's the same as the with the turban? The turban guards the 10th gate, so... Um, it, and it also stimulates the meridians of the head. Mm-hmm. You can wear a turban. You don't have to wear a turban. When I teach, I, I wear a head covering mm-hmm. um, just to for the same reasons that I would wear white when I teach. Uh, I don't wear a turban just like sitting, doing my daily life. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I will if I feel like it <laughs> for fashion. <laughs> I'm wearing my turban yeah, today. Yeah, I'm wearing my turban today. <laughs> um, and I also got from your Instagram which is living alchemy alchemy underscore institute. Yes, and then my personal is Essa underscore Keller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got from your. I was looking at it and it's beautiful and I love your Instagram. Thank but you. the um, the documentary Heal, you uh, you know quoted that or you hashtagged it or something, and so it made me investigate what's this documentary Heal, and. Uh, I saw that it's just being released now in June, but it's not like you can't stream it on your computer yet. But I just thought it was so interesting because one of the quotes from the, um, one of the people that were on the movie, on, in the documentary was, it's, we're living with a sick care system, not a health care system. Yeah. And it's, the documentary is all about healing from within and that we all do have the ability to heal ourselves if we just use the proper channels. And um, how did you hear about that documentary? Well, actually, that Instagram account is um, run by one of my students, an amazing student and an amazing sound healer named Megan Renna. And she's a local lady. Um, But I'll comment on that quote because I really like, I really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We aren't geared toward preventative medicine we we've never been taught how to care for the body mm-hmm. actually and it's up to us now in this new age this aquarian age to take our own healing and our own self-sovereignty and um and use the gifts that we've been given and use this body as as um as a vehicle to carry us through our lives so when we work with like all of these holistic methods that are ancient really yeah um it's a way of just tuning ourselves balancing ourselves and not letting illness get to such an acute level where we have to like pump ourselves full of medications to like fix the yeah the critical the problem right. yeah exactly right. and so how would you say people can do that just by I mean, obviously, we know, but, you know, for the average person, cut out gluten and dairy and... Well, it's interesting because I'm, I'll mention this. It's like there's so many things, but um, there's a system that's called the human design system. And it's the science of differentiation is what it is, really. So what it sort of talks about is that there's no right diet for every person right. because everyone's system is completely different. So what the the gist of it is and what we're really kind of focusing on here is like tuning into your body mm-hmm. and noticing what things make you feel good and what things make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what things, you know, what substances you put into your body, what thoughts you put into your body, 
um, what people you put around you who give you anxiety, depression, um, you know, these are energetic states. And to, to take more time to be aware of every single thing that you're inputting. Yeah. Because everything could be a pathogen or could be a healing substance. Right. So hang around with nice people. Yeah. Remove the toxicity. I mean, Carol Galanti and I were talking about that last time too. You know, it's like, and it's hard because you have to, first of all, really pay attention and go within. Mm-hmm. And what is it that is truly, you know, causing me harm? Um, and if it's a person, you know, it's usually someone that you're close to because someone that you're not close to doesn't affect you. Right. So, you know, you have people have to make hard decisions sometimes like, all right, I can't be best friends with that person anymore because it makes me feel bad, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard to see it sometimes. And that's what the meditation and the yoga helps to do is, I mean, we, we accumulate what's called conditioning, you know, through our whole entire lives. And what we do with these patterns is we input pattern to break pattern. Right. So we're putting new patterns in. And by way of differentiation, we can first, one, see the pattern that we've been held in. And then, two, break the pattern yeah. we've been held in. Yeah. And be and like, hey, I I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, I see. I see. I energetically, I feel this person makes me feel this way. Right. Maybe, okay, for the first few months or for years, I won't do anything about it. But now I see it. And then finally, you'll get to a point where you're saying, no, no more. Yeah. Done. Right. Um, I had a, a teacher of mine once tell me that when you're going to have like a, a difficult conversation with someone that could or potentially be confrontational, just put your hand over your solar plexus and block that mm. energy. Do you know about that? Well, um, yes. And what I will say about, um, that makes sense for people with what's called open emotions. So I, I like to fuse systems mm-hmm. and, um, Human design is definitely worth looking into because yeah. it teaches about the chakras in a different way. And I'll just like veer off for five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, it teaches about the chakras in a different way in that um, each energy center chakra is either defined or open. Defined means that you emit frequency from that center. And so you can rely on that consistently to be you. Open centers are where you take in frequency from other people. Interesting. So it's interesting that you would say, I have an open solar plexus, and I would imagine maybe that you would too if that technique um, resonates with you. Because what happens when you have an open solar plexus is that you take in energetic frequency from others. Mm -hmm. And you take it on in the open centers. You take on others' frequencies. It's called empathy, right? Mm -hmm. And you magnify it, amplify it, and you... You know, until you realize it's them, for a good portion of your life, you're thinking it's you. Right, right. And then, yeah. So interesting. So interesting. So what is the method? The method? Or, or the, the, the system's the called system. Human Design System. And you can look that up online? Yes. It, there's, human. It's amazing. Cool. Human it's Design System. a lot in my life, too. I am checking that out. Yeah, and there's a whole, um, there's a whole dietary portion of it where they'll go through your, um, your chart uh-huh. and... Based on your chart, your 
date of birth, your time. It's astrological, but it's a lot more complicated and it's complex. It's scientific. It's very scientific. Um, you'll get something called a PHS, a primary health system reading, and they'll go through and, and like, for example, I don't know if this is interesting, but I'll just tell you. Anyway. I think it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, for example, mine, uh, it's mine, my PHS, my strategy for taking nutrition into my body and fully uh, absorbing the benefits of the nutrition, it's not necessarily about the food, it's about digestion. Okay. So how you digest food is how you digest life. Mm. Now, I need to be in a place where the sound is very soothing. I can't be in a chaotic place. I have to eat one food at a time. Uh-huh. It has to be local, very simple, and pure. Uh-huh. Other people, doesn't matter what their food is. Maybe they just need to eat in total silence or isolation. Other people, maybe they need to eat um, around other people in order to digest their food properly. So interesting. So interesting. And you'll have physiological effects. Like, as soon as I eat outside of the PHS, I immediately feel it. It's like the stomach pain. Right. And I can eat the same meal every single day, but in a different circumstance, and I'm going to react differently. That's so wild. So cool. Yeah, it really is. I mean, because my husband's always like, oh, you know, but he eats like a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. I'm like, you can't eat that anymore. (laughs) You have to listen to what your body's telling you, and it's saying like, don't eat that Stop Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. That's, uh, that's really cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Thank you for telling me about that. Um, and I know you have a retreat coming up. I do. I have two retreats coming up. The first one is the Magnificent Marketing Retreat for Goddesses in West Hampton Beach. Oh. And this is a partnership with a collaboration with Ash- Ashley Steinmetz of uh, Perfect Wave Marketing. Oh, I just actually got in touch with her through Carol oh, also. Oh, she's amazing. Cool. She is a genius. And so this this retreat is going to be... It's geared towards people in the wellness industry mm-hmm. um, who have their businesses rolling but want to kind of amp it up to the next level. Very cool. And we'll go over how to create a um, passive income stream. Nice. Yeah. And and then I'll be teaching prosperity meditations, Kriyas. Where are you holding this? This will be in West Hampton Beach at um, a studio in town. Perfect. Yeah. So they can look for that on your website. Yes. You which can is... go to essakelleralchemy.com and you'll find... Under Retreats tab, you'll find the um, Magnificent Mantra. Um, well, that's one of the things in there. <laughs> magnificent Marketing Retreat for Goddesses. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And, and it, let's the see dates your... are August 11th and 12th. Perfect. I'm going to definitely come to that. Oh, awesome. Definitely and what's your other retreat? Oh, and Carol's doing all the vegan treats. Oh, awesome. Yes, yes. so it's going to be really fun. I'm loving my like circle that yeah. I'm expanding into. It's so great. great. Yeah. It's cool. Um, and then the second retreat is a retreat at the Red Mountain Resort in Utah with, um, wow, yeah, a, an amazing teacher and I are collaborating. Her name's Mia Grant, and she's a life coach, registered nurse, and she's actually um, developing a program in hospitals for to train nurses in ten um, love care and safety, the art of love care and safety, which is mindfulness around. Um, educating new mothers on how to interact with their their babies oh wow Very yeah nice. but it's it's a retreat geared towards women and it'll be in a beautiful setting utah really transformative and that's also all the details are on my website as well all right cool yeah i really i'm gonna go check that out that's june awesome. 2018 greece 
Wow. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Too. That's cool. We'll, you, we'll definitely come back on before then and I would love to. tell us about more. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I really find it fascinating. I'm so happy that Carol introduced me to you. So uh, thanks so much. And come on again, okay? I would love to. Thank you. So just tell everyone one more time your website and your Instagram. Sure. So I'm at Essa, E-S-S-A, Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R, Alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com. And then my Instagram handle is Essa underscore Keller. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And as always, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please go to iTunes and subscribe to UBU and I'll be me. Uh, Work hard. Oh, wait. Hope. Can I add one more yeah. thing? I, I like totally didn't say this, but the music that you heard in the beginning, oh, that's, yeah. that's my music. Yeah. Um, I collaborate with Rick Bader. And you have a beautiful voice. Thank you very much. Our EP will be coming out in the fall of 2017, so stay tuned. It's amazing. That. Yeah. So. It's amazing. And you can visit his music um, at pranasoundstudio.com. Pranasoundstudio.com. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much again. Everybody, work hard, be nice, have fun. Peace.